This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everybody, and welcome in. Got to tell you about Dr. Busby and toegrips.com. Of course, Luther takes the Encore Mobility Supplement every day and loves it, but... You know, we don't talk enough about Dr. Busby's blog, for instance, right? Dr. Busby's blog has all the information you need for your pups, right? Why not uh, go to the website, toegrips.com, and check out the blog, check out the YouTube channel. Basically, anything you need to know, any questions you may have about your pups, I'm guessing Dr. Busby has answered it at some point. Well, and we can describe the toe grips all we want. Like, once you see the difference with these dogs that use them... It's incredible. So just look at their Instagram and you'll see like demonstrations of these toe grips. They're incredible. They are badass. So you can check those out. Much happier dogs. Yeah, absolutely. Toegrips.com. That is toegrips.com. The promo code is Luther there if you want to make any purchases on the website at toegrips.com. But of course, uh, if I were you, I would go check out everything on the website. And that includes the toe grips, which are great. Uh, But check out the blog, man. Just go to toegrips.com and See what Dr. Busby has to offer in terms of uh, of reading material because, again, any question you have, she's probably answered. Oh, and I've Googled things before, and it leads me to Dr. Busby's blog, so it's it's got every, every answer. So go to toegrips.com. That is toegrips.com. Promo code Luther to make any purchase there. Uh, but, of course, you can just check everything out because Dr. Busby kicks ass. We love her. Uh, just do us a favor. Go to the website and click on a blog. Read it. Help her out. She's amazing. We love her. We love Mr. Dr. Busby. They're great folks. Toegrips.com. Toegrips.com with Dr. Busby. This is the Josh Innes Show. Howdy hi, everybody. It is Josh and Jilly today, and we are glad you guys are with us here on the show. Jilly, how are you? Uh, Luther's upset you didn't introduce him. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Luther. Did I forget about you? Luther's here as well. Hi, Luther. Hey, baby Luther. Luther, you baby. You baby staring at me. Why are you staring at your mom in such a weird manner, Luther? What? What do you need? Luther, what are you doing? But we're glad you guys are with us today. Luther, jeez, you're weird. But we're glad you guys are with us today on this uh, Monday. We'll check the uh, talk back here in a second. See if anybody left any messages. I've got four the date back to, I believe, Saturday morning through this morning. Somebody left a message at 8.50 in the morning on Saturday. Okay. So we'll see if that does anything. It may, it may not. I don't know. Luther, where the hell are you going? We're potting here, bud. Getting water. Oh, okay, you're good, Luther. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. So uh, before we get into anything, though, let's check out the... Talk back. Talk back message number one. What's up, Josh, Jillian, Luther? This is DJ in Houston. We miss you guys. You guys with Jim Mudd on the radio was comedy gold. Also, Dave's not here, man. Dave's not here, man. Classic. That was a great show. I was texting with Jim today, actually, to see what he's up to. He's just living in the world of 
conservative uh, Michael Berry radio. That's what he's doing right now. So, And he's getting paid, and he's living his life. So there ain't no problem with that. All right, number two. Hello, Joshie. This is General Wang of the People's Republic of China. President Xi has allowed me to make the following proposition to you. You release photos of stepmom Cindy's titties, and I will release Go Fishing the movie. Please send your answer to China.com. China.com? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think your dad would do if that was a real proposition? He'd be taking a picture of Cindy's titties <laughs> and he'd be sending them to who hold on, who is this person again? Let's see. Hello, Joshi. This is General Wang of the People's Republic of China. General Wang. President Xi has allowed me to make the following proposition to you. You release photos of stepmom Cindy's titties. And I will release Go Fishing, the movie. Please send your answer to China.com. Now, I don't believe that that's actually General Wang or that there is a General Wang. Or that there's actually a copy of Go Fishing, the movie anywhere. Or that Dad has ever actually seen Cindy's titties to take a picture. <laughs> there's so many things that I don't know. Uh, but no, I don't believe, well, there is a copy of it somewhere. I don't think the person who stole go fish in the movie or took go fish in the movie, which allegedly is the director. If I recall the story correctly, the lady that directed go fish in the movie allegedly just took it and went off to China with it. I believe that was Germany, Germany it might be Germany. I don't know. Either way, nobody really knows where go fish in the movie has ended up. Nobody has a clue, but, uh, go fish in the movie. People want to see it. The people demand to see Go Fish in the movie. It is kind of fascinating, though. It'll go down as like an urban legend. The urban legend of Go Fish in the movie. No one's ever seen it. Maybe Dad has seen the final cut. I don't know. Maybe the people that did the movie with him have seen the final cut. Maybe. But it's going to live in infamy. It's going to be one of those, when I say Hollywood urban legends, it's not going to be a Hollywood urban legend because nobody associated with Hollywood knows or gives a damn about Go Fish in the movie. But um, it certainly will live forever. All right, number three. Hey, Josh, this is Rush Limbo, and I'm a popaholic. Okay. Well, you know what that is? A popaholic is. What? Is someone who enjoys Dr. Pimple Popper. Oh, yeah, you so, yeah, we enjoy that thoroughly. And number four, ten, nine, eight, seventy sixers. Oh, yeah, two wins over the weekend. This team is back and they're gonna win it all. James Harden, he's a god. I think that person's fucking with me, and that's okay. Have your moment. As I said, I have found some level of zen, and I don't despise the Philadelphia people anymore, so that's good. That said, they're fucking frauds, and that's okay. Last week, everybody needs to be fired. The coach needs to be fired. James Harden is shit. Now, all of a sudden, a, a guy who's going to go to the Hall of Fame scores 30 points, and people think it's the biggest shit that's ever happened. And you'll get yours. Don't worry. Yours is coming. You're going to get the James Harden experience. You're going to think, oh, my God, this is amazing. Then he's going to go 3 of 18 in the next game, and you may lose. Although I don't think you're going to lose the next game. And why won't you lose the next game? Because... 
You've got Embiid who didn't win the MVP. And that probably makes him very, very angry. I would imagine that makes him quite angry, and I would probably bet on them to win the game uh, tomorrow. I don't know what the line is. I know they're going on the road. I would take the 76ers to win. I would imagine they're a slight underdog, I would think, and I would take them to win the game outright tomorrow. Uh, or if they're you know, a, a one- or two-point favorite, take them to cover. They are going to win because you're going to have a pissed-off Embiid. You know, speaking of Embiid not winning the MVP and Jokic winning it back-to-back years. I think, I think they got it wrong. Uh, well, probably. I mean, that's fine, but I mean, like, it's, it's like people have such a hard time with a white dude winning, right? Like I saw Nick Wright, maybe a bad example well, of a that's person. A terrible example. And I wasn't seeking this out. It popped up. Somebody retweeted it on Twitter today. And it was like, basically, uh, I don't take the MVP serious because it used to be an award that was won by great players and Steve Nash. Like, okay, so the, the only illegitimate MVPs of all time are Nikola Jokic and Steve Nash. Why are you allowed to go on TV and be so obviously racist, you cock? Like, that's the part that annoys me about everything is I'm afraid. Like, I'm literally afraid to tweet things because I don't feel like being called racist. I don't feel like dealing with people. It's easier to either express my feelings on here or just don't express them at all. You know, just don't talk. Well, certainly don't put it in writing. Fuck no. Like, I sit there every day and I think, boy, I have a pretty solid response to this. I might tweet it, and then I say, nah, not going to do that because it's not worth it. Like, if you look at what's going on right now with the Grizzlies and Golden State, and and in particular Draymond Green, who is a race-baiting cockbag, and he's got the easiest job out there. He gets to to run off to his podcast. If anybody's critical of him, he can say, well, you know, there's racial undertones to your criticism. It's easy and lazy, and it's bullshit. And it got him a TV job. Calling people racist is lazy. Now, there are some examples where you can go, yeah, that person's probably racist. But calling somebody lazy because they said that they want you to shut up and play basketball, that ain't racist, Chief. Saying that your antics on the court are obnoxious. By the way, they said this about you the day, and Mad Dog Russo said this about you, the day after you flipped off the crowd in Memphis. He's saying, hey, stop with your bullshit, go play basketball. But your boy J.J. Reddick steps up and white knights it and says, hey, guys, don't be mean to us players, you racist, you Fox News people. And then Draymond gets on there and is like, yeah, basically intimates that Mad Dog Russo is racist, and it's bullshit. It is absolute garbage. It's junk. And I don't know if you saw what happened today, but apparently there's some weather guy in Memphis on TV. Did you see this story? No. I guess it's not as big of a deal as... Uh, as some of the stories would indicate. But apparently this this guy tweeted something like he called uh, Draymond Green a knuckle dragger. Is that a racist term now? Well, well I guess he's saying that, you know, he's a, 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 I guess it's intimated that he's saying he's an ape or something. Basically saying he's a troglodyte, uh. he's a caveman, whatever. But you don't say knuckle dragger about black guys. In the case of this one, I'm like, you know what? Probably a dumb thing to say. And I'm like, sometimes I look at the shit that people tweet. Well, and that's such a random, like, I've never even heard that term. Like, of all the things you could have called him, like, hey, he's a moron. Hey, he's a lunatic. Hey, he's an obnoxious asshole. Yes. And all of them would be all of them would be considered racist because he's black and it's a white guy saying it. And Draymond Green has cornered the market on, hey, this guy's racist because he criticized me. What a life he's got. He can literally call anyone who criticizes him for being an asshole a racist and people accept it. What a world we're living in for Draymond Green. The world doesn't suck. Then you fast forward to today and his coach was asked about it. And Steve Kerr said he's not shocked that there would be a racist comment about his 
player because, quote, this is America, this is how we operate. So Steve Kerr, of course, has to write in and basically shit on America, a place where, by the way, a marginal cunt like yourself has been able to ride the coattails of talented people for 40 years in advance in the world. So congratulations, Steve Kerr. You're right. America sucks. And all these people that run to social media, fuck this country. I hate it. Roe v. Wade this. And we suck here. We're a piece of shit country here. Steve Kerr's over here telling you how much America fucking sucks. Steve Kerr is a marginally talented human. He hit a couple of big shots in his life. He rode MJ's coattails. He rode Duncan's coattails. He rode Pop's coattails. And now he's taking Mark Jackson's players and winning championships and riding their coattails. So if you want to tell me how much America sucks, Steve Kerr, you're an example of how good America can be because you suck at things and you get to ride coattails to success. Draymond Green the other day said, I make $25 million a year. Man, America sucks that a black man who scores like eight points a game makes $25 million a year. Man, life really sucks in America, man. America sucks where you can be known for being a dirty, shitty basketball player and make $25 million. Man, life sucks in America. And get a TV job. And get a TV job. And have nobody criticize you because all you get to do is call them a racist. Only in America can someone criticize you and you turn it into, well, they're racist and and people will go, yeah, you're right. They're racist. They criticized you. Your life doesn't suck at all. I also think it's cute how Steve Kerr still wears his mask on the sideline. Yeah, he's a douche. And this whole series has me all ticked off anyways, you know. There's a whole mess. you hate Golden State more than anyone else in the NBA? I do. I hate Golden State. I hate Draymond Green. I'm not going to say that on, you know, Twitter because I don't want to be called racist. I asked you this question yesterday. Let's say somehow, someway, it comes down to Warriors-Sixers in the finals. I'm going Sixers. Like, you wouldn't even hesitate. You were like, nope, Sixers all the way. You know what? McDougal might be obnoxious, but at least McDougal listened to my radio show and got me big ratings. And and does McDougal uh, deserve joy? Probably not. Not, but San Francisco mouth-breathing dopes don't either. Their entire fan base, they're awful. They're dreadful on social media. They're attacking Memphis people nonstop. Now, to the point about this weatherman who said that, that he's a knuckle-dragger, like, you look at shit and you're like, dude, like... Do you think before you hit send? Who actually uses? I've never heard that. I term. mean, that's a well. I mean, that's a. I mean, basically saying you're a, an ape. I know, but I've never heard it. So it's like just such a random thing to be like. Let me see. What's a good like that had to be thought out. Or like he's a caveman. Like that you had know? to be thought out. That you like thought. Okay, I know what I'm gonna call him. Well, it's Got just it. it's stupid. Oh, it's just, it, it's yeah. stupid because like. What are you thinking? Like me, I know I've tweeted things that people think are dumb, but the things I've tweeted had thought and I knew that what I was saying was not offensive. There's never been a time that I've tweeted something and gone, you know what? That's going to be offensive. And the only reason they were considered offensive is is because people were out to get me. If you call a black dude a knuckle dragger, everyone is going to take that as offensive. Everybody. If you like post a picture of uh, Al Jolson and say, "Hey, these people are racist," hell, I, I mean, I had guys like Bamani Jones who hate white people who defended me on that shit. So, like, you know, like I, I think about these things before I tweet them and say, "Hey, is that going to be like? Can you take that as horribly racist?" And I didn't expect, you know, the entire city of Philadelphia to tell me to go fuck myself and all the media carry it as if I was the biggest bigot in the world. Now, have I said dumb shit? Sure, have I tweeted dumb shit? Yes, but in a situation like that, I'm not going to go. Hey, there's a black guy who's on a spree of calling everybody racist. I'm a white weatherman in Memphis. What should I do? Oh, let's call this dude a knuckle dragger. My God, what are you doing? 
Like, you have to sit back and think, I'm a dopey weatherman in Memphis. Like, you're not going to win that. You ain't going to win that with Memphis fans. You ain't going to win it with Golden State fans. You ain't winning. Who, who's your audience? Who's going to read that and go, like, like, well, M.W. Sogrove might. But that's <laughs> it. That is it. And maybe his child, his first like will be that tweet. But no, like, how? Like, what goes through your mind? Like, how dumb can you be? How stupid are you to go, you know what I'm going to do today, guys? I'm going to call this guy a knuckle dragger, and I'm going to send it out, and I, no one's going to be bothered by this. Like, was he thinking, boy, this is going to get a 1,000 likes from everybody? Like, sometimes, like, I tell you this all the time. When I tweet certain shit, I go, this thing's going to be huge. This is great. And, then and it, it gets, like, four likes, and I'm like, these people are dumb. Then I tweet out some, you know, just knock on, on Deshaun Watson about jerking off in front of people, and it gets a billion retweets, and I'm the biggest piece of shit in the world. You don't know what's going to get hot, what's going to be cold, what's going to get a reaction, what is it? But I'll tell you what's not going to go well, Chief, is tweeting that a black dude is a knuckle dragger. That's probably not going to go well, you fucking moron. Like, you almost deserve to be fired on principle. Like, for being a moron. Like, to be an absolute doof, I really think that, like, just for that level of stupidity, I think you should be fired. Not because it's overly offensive. There have been far worse things said about people. But just because you're so dumb that in 2022, you're like, yep, nothing bad can happen with this. Send? What did you think was going to happen? Yeah, fucking imbecile. How old is this weatherman? Is he like an old white guy? Or? No, I think he's like a middle-aged white guy. Mm. Let me see. Um, what's this guy? This guy. Oh. oh, dear. Yeah, he looks like the type. He's got a flat-built hat on, and he's wearing a basketball jersey with no shirt on underneath it. Um, Fox Memphis chief meteorologist gets mad and refers to at Money23Green as a knuckle-dragger, which is an enraged ape. Boy. And of course, Draymond like Instagrams his picture, right? Yes, that's from Draymond's like, Instagram. Like, like, here's why I hate Draymond Green because he falls into this category of people who are playing the race game and calling everybody, you know, playing that like poor, pitiful me. And he does it about the the um, he he he's, he does it about the people who say he's a dirty player. Oh, and this guy's already deleted his entire Twitter account too. That's that's that you're done. Yeah, let's see. Memphis TV station probing weatherman who tweeted racial slur at Draymond Green. I, I mean, it is a slur. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not defending that dude. I think he's fucking absurd, like a moron. Memphis TV station Fox 13 said Monday it had launched an investigation after one of its weathermen tweeted a vile slur about Draymond Green during Saturday's playoff game between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Warriors. Joey Sulapek tweeted, and chew on this, Draymond runs his knuckle-dragging open mouth all game long, but mild-mannered Kyle Anderson disputes one call and gets ejected. Next-level jackassery. Bro, what are you fucking doing? Like how, and then of course, then you get the bullshit with Steve Kerr saying this is America. Steve Kerr can eat all the right. dicks. Not he's a, surprised. He's a fucking tool, man. Again, America has given you the opportunity, a marginally talented little doofy white dude, to advance very far in the world. And it's got Draymond Green allegedly making twenty five million dollars a year, and a court that's nine out of ten players on that quarter black guys, and they're making millions of dollars to play a damn game, and a world where there's a black woman as the vice president, and everything else. So no, please, can you spare me the bullshit about this is America? 
America. You're a real jackass. But this guy who tweeted this also a jackass because you're it's just fucking stupid. Yeah, what do you think's gonna what happen? What are you doing? Like when I did the thing about the cleft lip, honest to God, it never occurred to me that it would be offensive because again, in my mind, I'm like, all right, I'm doing this bit. Again, some some people took it offensive and I had to do a fake apology. But like there are certain things and you go, okay, I'm going to tweet that. And then you see it and you go, yeah, let me try to reword this, reword this. Yep, I'm just not going to tweet it. And that's kind of where I am. And, that, and this kind of goes to more about Draymond Green too. It enrages me that I feel this way. It bothers me that I sit back every day and I'm like, boy, I got a good response to that and I've got a passionate opinion about this, but I'm not going to tweet it. Why am I not going to tweet it? Because it'll probably be considered racist. There's nothing racist about it. I just think Draymond Green's a dick. Well, and there's no but defending, if I say Draymond Green's yeah. a dick, then I'm a piece of shit there's racist. There's no defending yourself on Twitter, which is something else you've like learned. You'll try to fight with these people for hours. They're not going to change their opinion. The worst thing you can do is tweet. At least if you say it on the radio, you hear context, or at least you And can, even then, I still got suspended you know? for context, but even still, in context. I, Twitter is the worst thing. I, I think this is a good move for you to never tweet these sort of things. No, people are like, well, that's not you, Josh. No, but it's smart. Yeah, like, listen, I, here's the thing. At some point, you have to just be smart and make smarter decisions. It, yes, and at this point, like, I can say my shit on the podcast, and I'll say what I think on the podcast, and yes. there'll be context for that, that audio on the podcast. If I put that shit out on Twitter, and I think actually people should respect me more for this because a lot of people that listen to this podcast say, boy, Josh, you got to be smarter. You keep getting yourself fired. You keep fighting with people yep. and you look bad. No, Josh Ennis has finally hit a point where he says, fuck this. I'm not going to fight with doofs on the internet. Now, I might retweet a couple of people and call them morons, but I'm certainly not going to sit there. When you see that Draymond Green has the ability to run off to his little podcast or his Twitter or whatever and call people racist because they say he's an asshole, I'm like, no, I don't want to deal with this today. This is not the fight I want to fight. I don't feel like having to defend myself by calling Draymond Green, who is a jackass, who is a who who carries himself like a total ass clown on the court. And even right? if like this guy, this 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 weatherman would have said jackass, I think he could have saved himself a little more. Oh, absolutely, a jackass still, wouldn't get you fired. He he might get called a racist he by would people. Still be but, called a racist. But like, you're not getting fired over that. You say knuckle dragger. Like, what are you doing? They say like, who just uses that term freely? Like, well, how is that the first term that comes to your head? Now, again, now there. Are, now let's look up the actual. I'm curious about the. Let me. I'm gonna look up the definition of this on two places. Is now I wonder if it's on Merriam-Webster. Probably not. Now, in Urban Dictionary. Let's see. See, now, the first definition on Urban Dictionary is reminiscent of the hunched-over caveman with his arms to the ground, an insult used against those of extremely low intelligence and general stupidity. So, yes, like, I have seen white people called a knuckle-dragger before. Well, like, as stupid. the sentence says, Bubba is such a knuckle-dragger. Kind of like a troglodyte, which Nick Wright likes to call all white people for the most part, is they're troglodytes or troglodytes. Now, so, now, that's from 2004. That's what I was about to say. It's important to note. <laughs> the, the world was a different time in 2004. Correct. Even in 2013, a strong or stupid person, like someone on steroids or a caveman that can only grunt to communicate so again just to be clear like there are various levels of meaning behind this i think it's kind of bold to go out there and say like that it's a slam dunk slur like there are certain words that you know are slurs and certain terms that you know are slurs knuckle dragger is a term that can be used to talk about stupid people not just black people stupid people and that's reality but what are you doing doing saying anything that can can, can be linked back to like an ape or a monkey or a gorilla or something or even calling a dude stupid 
when he's a black dude that's on the warpath trying to take people out, calling people racist. What are you doing? You're a stupid person. You're a knuckle dragger. As it turns out, funny story, friend, you're the dumbass caveman who tweets something so stupid that you're probably going to lose your job over. You're a fucking moron. Yeah. As a guy who's gotten fired over tweeting things, you're a fucking moron. Take it from Uncle Josh, weatherman, Joey, whatever. You're a fucking imbecile. What are you doing, Joey Sullipeck? You're a fucking dope. Do you think he gets fired over it? Yes. Yeah. He's in Memphis. It's like 85% black. Like, what do you think's going to happen? As much as people in Memphis may hate Draymond Green, they ain't going to tune into the news and be like, boy, I want to hear Joey Sullipeck, the guy who called uh, Draymond Green a knuckle dragger, tell me uh, you know, about this weekend's uh, forecast. So, yes, he's going to get fired. And I don't root for people to get fired over words or anything like that because I've been there. I get it. But sometimes your shit is so stupid and so unfunny and it's just absurd that you go, all right, dude, I mean, what the fuck? Like, it is a truly what the fuck moment. It's 2022. And anything that could be constituted or construed as racial, you're a local TV weatherman. Shut the fuck up. Get off Twitter. Yep. Why are you even on Twitter? Run to your Twitter and say, hey, guys, today's going to be a great day. You might want to bring an umbrella. High is going to be 69. Oh, I'll tell you, but you might again, get a little shower. You know, and we, we've said this before. He wanted the reaction. That's why he chose that word. He wanted a reaction. He was just too stupid to realize the reaction he was going to get would result in him probably getting fired and forever being labeled as a racist. And, and again, bro, it's not it's not like knuckle dragger has never been used to describe a, a you know a white person. If I were on the radio tomorrow and and some hillbilly redneck called up and I called him a knuckle dragger, nobody would care. You'd say, "Yep, he's a dumbass." But bro, it like you're dealing with a dude who again spent last week trying to call Mad Dog Russo a racist because he said, "Hey, stop with the antics on the court and just play." Well, let me ask you this question then. Yeah. Along the same uh, terms, it could be easily um, misinterpreted. Yeah. Now and years ago, you defended this till the day you died. Yeah. Would you ever tweet the term "coon ass"? Oh God, no. Yeah. I wouldn't tweet now. Probably not. I certainly wouldn't say it like in Philadelphia or around like easily triggered folks like Ike Reese. Certainly wouldn't. Um, but no, no, I wouldn't do that. I mean, look, I, in Louisiana, like you can, it's a thing that Louisiana people understand. Like, do I think I'd get fired over that? No. I think if you tweeted it. May, I get. I might get in trouble. Depends on who sees it and who gets who angry. Who you're referring to as a coon ass. Well, here's the beauty. Most black guys are not coon asses. So most of those are redneck dudes and hillbillies and rednecks from, you know, rural Louisiana. You know, Jody's dad, my stepmom, my second, my first stepmom, her dad, he was a coon ass. The guys in the, in the, the, what's the alligator show? Oh, swamp swamp people. people. They're coon asses, right? Very rarely are there are black dudes that get that in Louisiana. It's mostly just rednecks. So take it for what it is, but. I'm so sick of this guy. Just on a, uh, I, I would love it if the Grizzlies would win. Now, obviously, most of you are hearing this on Tuesday, so yep. you already know the outcome, which is probably going to be a loss. Luckily, we still have some of our, our wine left, our boat above. <sighs> Might Boy. need it for tonight's game. It's just the idea that, like, so people can so flippantly just shit on America. Like, like, you got it pretty good, man. 
Like there are a lot of people that still come here. Like we were watching uh, Shark Tank, an old episode of Shark Tank, and these Korean dudes were like, like, get this story. So when these kids were younger, their parents brought them to America for a vacation. And they thought they were going to come here for a vacation and then leave and go back to, to Korea, North Korea, or South, whichever Korea it was. And, um, and the parents sat them down and said, no, you're not coming back. You're staying here because there's opportunity here and we're leaving. And uh, we're Figured out. out. Figured out. The parents went back to Korea. And these, these guys stayed here as kids and teenagers grew up and started a business. And now they're doing well. Like, there's a lot of opportunity here. And Mark Cuban, of all people, said something which is totally fraudulent on his part because he carries himself as, you know, Mr. Oh, I'm sorry that I'm white. But uh, he said, you know, it's amazing that you guys speak so highly of America. You know, there's so many people that are from here that don't view it that way. You seem like one of them, Dick yes, Cheese. Yes, he, he does. It just depends on who you're pandering to on a given day, I suppose. Anyway, who do I need to tell them about, Jilly? Aqueduct Plumbing. Aqueduct Plumbing Company with Billy and his sister, Mary. And, of course, they are in the business of toilets and plumbing and uh, and tankless water heaters, which are awesome from what I've been told. I'd really like to have one. I'd like to have a tankless water heater and bathe for, for days. Like, I want to sit in the tub. With unlimited hot water for three consecutive days and never get that up. That is your mm. heaven. That is my heaven. Of course, they do it all over at Aqueduct Plumbing Company. Repipes, leak detection, camera inspection, plumbing fixtures, water heaters, tankless water heaters, water filters, drain cleaning. Uh, they do it all for you over at Aqueduct Plumbing Company, and they'll take great care of you. We love them. 281-488-6238. 281-488-6238. Or com. They are at your disposal. Here's one for you, Jilly. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Now, first I'll tell you a, a statement of fact, and then I'm going to ask you a question. So, on this day in 1996, so 26 years ago, Def Leppard's one-armed drummer, Rick Allen, uh, got into an altercation at the L.A. airport. I think so. it's LAX mm-hmm. with his spouse at the time. And slammed her head against a bathroom wall and was charged with spousal battery. Here's the question of the day for you, Jilly. Is it a fair fight if a man and a woman fight, but the man only has one arm? And how should that fight be viewed? Like if if it's an able-bodied, two-armed man and he beats up a woman, you say, okay, that's not good, that's bad. If the woman, should a woman be able to beat up a man who only has one arm? It's a very interesting question. I think it's a lovely question. I mean, what is a man and what is a woman today anyway? Uh, but you know what? That's not what the, I understand. I get that. 2022, et cetera, et cetera. Totally get it. Well, there's no winning this because if you say, like, the woman should have kicked his ass, then, like, oh, domestic abuse. If you say, no, he should still be able to beat her, then you're misogynistic. Is it a fair fight? Like, what would make a fight between a man and a woman fair? Assuming they're both of equal, of a similar body size. Not like, you know, one like not like it's some chick that's eight feet tall and 400 pounds and some dude that's, you know, four feet tall. But if they're both of similar build, which I imagine these, these people were, if he's only got one arm and she's got two, should she have been able to put up a better fight in that instance? I mean, probably, but I mean, you're I would, also probably pretty in shock that your, you know, husband's beating the shit out of you. I, I mean, but again, he's only got one arm. If he had two arms, I would get it. I think that once you're dealing with a one-arm guy, like I guess the question is: Is a two-armed woman 
more likely to win a fight? Like, who are you taking in a fight, a two-armed woman or a one-armed man? Again, there's no there's no good way to answer this question. Yeah. You're either sexist or you're, I, I don't know. These are the questions. These are important questions. On this day 30 years ago, Jilly, the final episode of The Golden Girls aired. That was a good one. I don't even know what happened in the final episode of The Golden Girls. Dorothy got married. And they set it up for the Golden Palace. Correct. The other three opened the hotel. So so I guess B. Arthur was like, I ain't doing this shit anymore. They're like, if B. Arthur stays, we might as well just do another season of The Golden Girls. But she rolls out and the other three are like, fuck it, we'll do it. And that lasted a season. I think. That was two. It was? Well, hell, that's know. that's a surprise. Maybe it was one. Yo, here's another one for you. 62 years ago, 1960, the FDA approved the use of the pill. That's certainly topical right oh, now. Oh, boy, it sure is. Yeah, so there's that and um, the pill. Nope, one season of the Golden Palace. How about that, huh? So. 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. From the fans? Yeah. Is that the is the popcorn? Is it the popcorn one? Um, the little box of popcorn next to it, or is it the tomato next to it? That's the tomato. It? Oh, then that's the critics who give it a, uh, I believe the critics are the ones that give the uh, the, uh, the tomato meter. So apparently it was a good show. It just was uh, low uh, rated, apparently. How about that? Didn't know that. But, um, hell, anyway, I'm all worked up today, <laughs> and then we got this damn basketball game to watch, which I know In is like going to. like three hours. Which I know is probably going to. Actually, I'm going to go into it. I'm going to tell myself, Josh, don't get into a bad mood over this. Do well, not get into a bad mood over fair, this. To be fair, they've they've done okay without Jaw. They were like 20 and 5. Yeah, well, they also, I, I, I don't know. And these dirty, like this whole series, like everything about Steve Kerr has been insufferable. Playing the victim and oh, our, our Golden State Warriors, we've never done anything wrong to anybody. We're just good old boys here. Like, oh, fuck off. God, he's insufferable. Is he more insufferable than Popovich? At least Popovich is like a veteran, right? Like he's, you know, got, you know, some military ties. Yeah. Like Steve Kerr is just a doofy white dude who, who you know, latched on to Michael Jordan and Popovich and all these successful yeah, people in road Pop coattails. Yeah, Kerr any day. Oh, God, he's insufferable. I, you know what? I, Mark Jack, I wish, like, Mark Jackson would beat the shit out of him. Like, I, like when Mark Jackson calls all these Warriors games, he's got to be thinking, that should be me. That's my goddamn team. Instead, the, do, you want to talk about racism? Hey, Steve Curry, you want to talk about this is America? You stole a team from a black man. Sure did. You're right, Steve. This is America. Because the talent you have on that team would have won with him anyway. Like, you know, uh, it, it, the, the coach, uh, like you look at the baseball, right? The Astros have won seven games in a row, and they just swept A.J. Hinch, whose team is the second worst team in baseball record-wise right now behind the Reds. I don't know that anybody will catch the Reds for uh, worst record in baseball. But then again, the Tigers are only three games ahead of them and for they that. Less runs in the Reds. Pretty amazing, right? Well, A.J. Hinch, currently the manager of the Tigers. They have the worst record in the uh, American League. And Dusty Baker, who all the people in Houston like to shit on, has uh, a seven-game winning streak. The manager does not matter when you've got talent. And I saw, I think it was uh, uh, the guys on 97.5 today uh, in Houston. We're like, would you, tra- would you take A.J. Hinch back? It doesn't matter. It does not matter who the coach or the manager is. If you've got the horses, you win. If you don't have the horses, you lose. A.J. Hinch, like, it should show you that it does not matter who is the manager of the team. Right. A.J. Hinch won a World Series and should have won another one if he wasn't a moron, and he's managing the uh, the Tigers, who are one of the worst teams in baseball. The great A.J. Hinch. So I saw that question today. And, and of it, course, you know most people, like, 
if AJ Hinch gets fired in Detroit, which at this point is entirely possible, everyone in Houston, I, I won't say everyone. Oh, most, they will all be like, hey, most in Houston. Because reti- Dusty's going to retire. Like, I would think more than likely, I mean, he's got 2,000 wins. He wants to get a World Series. But, like, let's say Dusty retires. AJ Hinch will be there and bygones will be bygones and people will clamor for him. Like, does the guy not going to, like, does him going to Detroit not make you at least go, holy shit, maybe this guy isn't all that great being that, you know, he's a billion games under 500, may lose 100 games this year. Does And by the way, they added more talent than they had a year ago. Javi Baez wasn't there. You know, I mean, they've got at least him. Right. So anyway, but the Astros are winning. So there's that. How about the guy that was passed out asleep at the, uh, did you see that that dude at the Sixers game sitting courtside? No. God, so let me look this up for you. There was a dude that was just asleep courtside at the game last night, this fat dude. Let me see here. Sixers fan asleep. Let's see. This dude. Oh, yeah. He's hammered. He is. He's either hammered or he's just sleepy, sleepy, bye-bye, tired. Somebody, and I forgot who said it, I think that Joe sent me some tweet from someone who's like... from a Dodge dealership. How about that? He was just tired. Uh, Yeah, he was just out working. But they, um, uh, Joe sent me a tweet from someone, and they're like, you know, in L.A. and New York, it's big celebrities sitting courtside, and in Philadelphia, we get, you know, some local car dealer who's passed out, and some guy who's like the heir to like the primo hoagies, and like... Like, yeah. And Meek Mill. And Meek Mill on occasion. So there's that. Yeah, but there's there's that dude, sleepy, sleepy, bye-bye, just sitting there courtside, having a good old time. Then there was the Phillies fans that were, like, arguing and, like, assumingly, as everyone thinks, broke up. They did look the like stands. that. It was a busy day for Philly yesterday. Very busy. Uh, so there. All right. Well, I guess we'll get out of here. Going to go watch some hockey, bet on some hockey. They've been kind of hosing me. And, like, you got to know when to jump in on these overs now because they're taking them off the board with, like, six minutes to go. They figured out the gist system. So you got to just kind of jump in there and, and be willing to eat the, like, you're not going to get a ton of value, but you got to be willing to bet more because there's going to be an empty netter. Like, the odds of there not being an empty net are very low right now because it's the playoffs, and you might get two empty netters in some of these games. So you got to take the chance and just eat it. Like, last night, it was regrettable. So with about seven or eight minutes to go, the over-under fell to three and a half. There was, it was a 2 nothing game in the uh, Edmonton game. Edmonton was losing to L.A. And the over-under was three and a half. And I'm thinking... Worst case scenario, there's three. They get to three, but then LA scores to make it three nothing. Edmonton still pulls the goalie, and they score to get that fourth one. And I didn't get in. I, I passed out and I forgot to do it. So you got to jump in on those things when Sunday, you get the chance. Sunday will get you too. It will. But anyway, we're getting out of here. You guys are great. We'll see you later.